G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, culture and current events from a biblical perspective. 2020 with Neil Johnson on Vision. Well, let's turn our attention back to the disturbing developments that are happening in the northeast in the Indian state of Manipur. As many as 70 Christians were reported killed midway through last month, 300 churches burned to the ground and the homes of more than a 1,000 Christians attacked in a Hindu uprising. Well, Adam Holland is the CEO at Open Doors Australia. They've been monitoring along and working with their own partners on the ground. Adam's back with us. Adam, welcome back to 2020. Thank you, Neil. It's a pleasure to connect. Adam, you've been in contact with your partners on the ground. What sort of developments can you tell us about? We have been. It's uh, devastating. I mean, your summary is very accurate in that the violence erupted quite abruptly, really. There have been tensions for some time. Um, but what we saw happen in terms of a real escalation of uh, violence and and really an intentional structured uh, persecution of Christians, um, the cookie tribe um, has continued. And so it's devastating to to think of the numbers that you just described, over 300 churches and over 70 Christians, uh, but the impact is even greater in terms of displaced people, um, economic dis- you know disruption, people having lost their homes, their jobs, their properties that had been um, handed down to them ancestrally. And so the the impacts continue. That's still a very volatile situation. There's still violence. Um, there's suggestion that, that a form of civil war is, is um, immediate. Um, that hasn't quite developed yet, but we're, we're continuing to monitor the situation. So out of control, rioting Hindus attacking Christian communities. And some will say, aren't they just peace-loving communities? And we might ask whether that's normal. But from what I understand, there's some government policy around Mm. land issues, as you mentioned there, that prefers Mm. Indian Hindus above any other religious group. And that's part of what's forming this sort of, you know, these conditions where you've got these flare-ups of rioting. Yes, absolutely. And I mean, it's obviously been in the news recently with our Prime Minister um, and um, Modi having uh, visits both in their country and here. And so there's been some, you know, focus on what is what is the political reality or the social dynamic in India. And there is a movement, a growing movement. It's been in place for some time um, that essentially, you know, is, is the view promoted by the the political leaders that to be a true Indian, you have to be a Hindu. And so that clearly marginalizes many in the country, but um, there is a particular vigor that's applied to Christians um, in India. Obviously it's a large number of Christians there. However, um, it's a systemic and organized 
persecution of that group that seeks to under under the sort of official guise of a census or um, trying to take a poll that might be related to jobs or home ownership or seeking to gain some type of official information on them. But those lists are very quickly used um, to remove property, to turn off basic things like water, power, um, and to just physically um, intimidate and threaten them. And so the pressure they can be under is incredible, as you can imagine, because they follow Jesus, they're public about that, um, they go to church, they, they live their life openly as a Christian, and that makes them a target from a political standpoint, whether it's local or whether it's federal. And the pressures they live under are incredibly real. They have to count the cost of what it means to follow Jesus. And certainly in the Manipur region, that is where it's flared up. And those tensions that sit behind it in terms of what is what does it mean to be an Indian? Well, if you have to be a Hindu, um, that can really embolden groups that are already extremist to say, well, let's take the next step and actually physically threaten Christians, take their home, destroy their churches. And another example of what happens when you've got a deepening uh, politicized nationalism that pits one group of people against others who are considered to be less important or less aligned with national values. Mm. And so what sort of reaction have you had, Adam, when 70 Christians killed, 300 Mm. churches burned to the ground? You've got a lot Mm. of supporters. What has their reaction been to this sort of outbreak? Oh, that's that's been incredible. I mean, as as you know, there's so many faithful supporters um, to pray for persecuted Christians, uh, to support the work of Open Doors and other ministries that work with persecuted Christians. We really celebrate that. Um, such a beautiful response. Uh, dedicated prayer as a staff. We've been praying this month, um, and many supporters have joined us in that. And in terms of funds raised to go to actually directly support um, those affected Christians. Uh, Significant gifts have come through, and that makes such a difference that that part of the body of Christ has real tangible evidence that the rest of the body has not forgotten them. They're standing with them in prayer and practical support. And it isn't a problem that will go away anytime soon, as, as we were just reflecting. It's a systemic and organized approach to Christians in India, and it will, you know, we only anticipate it to escalate. And so to know that there's great supporters around the world, and certainly including in Australia, um, that stand with them has has made such a difference. And the the work will be long term. And so the money raised allows that to be a very consistent and, and longer term approach to say, let us stand with you. Well, it's shocking to think of 70 dead, of 300 churches burned, but another statistic that really rates as being very important too is that tens of thousands of people have been displaced as a result of all of this. And as I understand it, every second night there are clashes that continue to take place. So those numbers might even be outdated. And and you're absolutely right. You can imagine what that is like to live in the context of will you ever be able to go home Uh, for those that are still in the region should you flee is it safer to just go do you try and stay and protect your home at the church Um, 
I mean, that's why we need to be praying uh, at such a confronting situation. And and you're right. I, I think some of the estimates, not just in the Manipur region, but across India, of displaced Christians. So it's not because of their their job or where they live or any other dimension. It's specifically because they follow Jesus. Um, they estimate that's over 50,000 displaced Christians uh, just in India. And so... Um, I mean, that's confronting to think, and it's not a problem that will go away soon. Um, and that's why the support that Australians provide is so meaningful. Um, partners on the ground uh, been there for many, many years and uh, partner with Open Doors and will continue, continue to faithfully minister to those persecuted Christians in, in ways that's relevant and contextual to them. Adam, Open Doors works with partners on the ground. You've got partners in Manipur. What does it do to the church under these severe circumstances? Because uh, I can imagine if you've got that many people, 50,000 displaced, it really is something of, or it feels like, a victory for the Hindu nationalists uh, trying to stamp out the influence of Christianity. And this is what Open Doors is all about, isn't it? About not mm. allowing the flame of faith to be snuffed out. Mm. Absolutely. I mean, that work on the ground looks different and different contexts, different situations, different timing. Some of it, we, we call it just presence ministry. Um, I don't know if you've been through particular hardships hardships in your life and someone in your faith community was just with you. They just they just spent time with you and um as simple as that sounds, that's that's part of the encouragement that exists of um how is there someone to listen and respond? It's very traumatic. So um trauma counseling and just processing what, what has been experienced is part of it as well. Um I mean, a quick a quick uh, story for you. When I first started Open Doors, I remember praying with my family that persecution would end. And uh, I had just missed parts of the Bible and had, um, you know, really not reflected on what does it mean to follow Jesus' model where persecution was part of his experience. Um, and he told us to expect that, to pursue righteousness means that we are persecuted, and somehow in God's kingdom, that's that's a blessing. Blessed are those who are persecuted for pursuing righteousness. And so the way we pray as a family has changed, um, even the way I think about what we do on the ground has changed. We advocate for the rights of those Christians. We do stand up for their rights and seek to find safe context for them to live in, to worship in, to follow Jesus in. But, but, but we know that persecution won't end. Um, and so some of it is what you just described, to uh, encourage and strengthen those who face and experience the persecution because they are part of the body of Christ just as we are, and they experience persecution in ways that we, you know, we, can, we struggle to imagine. And as the church grows, her toes are stepped on, persecution increases. Uh, Adam, mm. is there a particular appeal that you have running at the present time? Uh, is it a general appeal or is it specifically for Manipur? I mean, there are lots of hotspots you're supporting around the world. How can listeners sure. to our conversation today support what you're doing? Absolutely. There's two specific opportunities. We, we are uh, raising funds specifically for those 
that are directly affected by this unrest and, and this violence in the Manipur region. So some details of that are, are on our website. Um, but equally, we're, we're in the middle of a, a campaign that's really focused on w- where we started in, in lots of ways, and Brother Andrew smuggling Bibles. Um, so our Bible campaign is really focused on how do we get the Word of God into the hands of persecuted believers around the world. And we do that in partnership with many other ministries on the ground, but the need is great. Um, there are still many, many Christians um, around the world who are illiterate or don't have the Bible in their language um, or have to have a particular form of Bible, electronic Bibles, so that in case they're raided or their church is raided, um, it's not apparent to those authorities that they have a Bible. Um, and so that's that's one of the campaigns that we have at the moment, and that's always a real celebration for us um, because it reminds us of where Open Doors started and, and Brother Andrew saying yes to God and smuggling Bibles, and that ministry continues into 2023. All right. Funds being raised for Manipur and also those campaigns around smuggling Bibles, providing Bibles. And uh, from a conversation just recently with Open Doors, we might remember that there are 52 nations in the world where the Bible is Mm -hmm. banned. Uh, Certainly Open Doors doing an amazing job and special honour to you, Adam Holland, and all your team at Open Doors. Let me point listeners to how they can be supportive. Opendoors.org.au. There'll be some links there where you can subscribe and get newsletters where you can make a donation because there are some needed donations right now. Opendoors.org.au. Adam Holland, thanks so much for sharing your thoughts and your heart with us today on 2020. Thank you, Neil. It's a great blessing to share with you. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.